0: Crown molding, giant wicker ducks, fast fashion. These are a few of my unfavorite things. See, as a consummate introvert, I regard Jasmine Morgan and Daniel Dixon's pension for worlds of interior decorating and jewelry and fashion as not only confusing, but inherently inferior. And in my quest to show them how inferior they are, I spent time peeling back the onion a bit and I just can't tell you how disappointed I was because I was not correct. These people knew more than I did. They showed me the poetry of the lazy Susan, the philosophy of monochrome shoes, the importance of matching dresses and appropriately sized pants. We talked a lot about clothes. And what's underneath those clothes? I mean, I I don't mean that. What I do mean is that we get into some body dysmorphia and persona issues. How the way we look changes our level of power when we walk into a room. Danielle discusses how her focus on fashion stems partially from a self-esteem issue. And, And a few other things. There's also a very small dog present because, well, of course, right? His name is Ollie and Jasmine is his mom. Misty Lou is also a very small dog and belongs to Danielle and is not present, but I felt deserved honorable mention. Also, Jasmine will make reference to Andy, her boyfriend, who is not present and is also not a very small dog. Lastly, wait out the outro at the end of the show for some bonus content and a little-known secret about Trader Joe's that only an extrovert would know about. Thank you for listening. My name is Benjamin Rusick, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is my podcast, Look, Just Tell Me What to Do. Jasmine, what do you do for work?
1: I have a organization and interior design business called adroit interiors i make people's homes beautiful and functional and businesses
0: why why would anyone hire someone like you to rearrange their stuff i don't get it
1: because your your home is your sanctuary and it has it has a lot of impact on on the way you feel in your space and people need help making it nice
0: okay and do you think you help people
1: I really help people. <laughs> yeah, like she does. that's like not even that's not what's, even what's on, the on question. You, I
0: do you think you save someone's life? Do you think you like what's the most help you've ever helped?
1: I, well, I mean, people do think that sometimes I'm their therapist and they they like overshare and I'm like, oh. whoa, well, okay. But uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, speak into the mic, please. Sorry, I'm just trying to see you, and it's really hard. I don't It's fuck. really hard to look at a you don't microphone. want to see me anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> when you organize a a, a client's home. How do you feel?
1: I feel very satisfied.
0: I guess my question is, when you when you clean out someone else's stuff, do you feel like you're cleaning yourself out?
1: Mm. Um, no, <laughs>
2: okay.
0: no,
1: but it brings me joy to make things beautiful. I find a lot of beauty in things being functional.
0: What are some of your favorite things to put in people's homes? I
1: love lazy susans.
0: Why do you love them?
1: I just find them to be wonderful. They make things so much easier to see. Like, especially like if you're like in a cabinet, you can easily look at all of your spices or look at all of your condiments um, (laughs) without having to pull everything out of your cabinet. All right. That's
0: a nice thing. What else do you like?
1: Like baskets. Baskets. Yeah. I fucking hate baskets. I I really love (laughs) baskets. They're so boring. It's like it makes everything really tidy and beautiful and it's a category and so if you're like oh i need some hand lotion and then you go to your basket, basket that has all yeah. of your but, hand but what lotion if you don't know which fucking basket to go to have really super soft moisturized hands your designer and your house really
0: designer put a million baskets in your house and you don't know but i am an just...
1: organizer and an interior design so they're all functional so baskets like, i had a they're friend not, like, superfluous I had baskets. a friend years Thirdly ago labeled. which
0: which was a Thirdly miracle labeled. all by itself but her mom was one of those people who compulsively buy shit <laughs> I remember going over to her house and her mom had bought this huge wicker duck it was like it's this duck it was like two or three feet high made of like a wicker chair stuff and it was I think painted either white or gold and it probably costs like you know a grand or something like that <laughs> are you one of those people do you buy things like that for your clients do you put like giant wicker ducks in there no
1: because <laughs> that's not functional it has to be beautiful and functional.
0: What are the kinds of things you remove from people's homes?
1: Um, junk.
0: Okay, what's junk? Because <laughs> uh, to me, it's all junk. Like the things you all listed: Lazy Susan's, <laughs> baskets, all that shit's junk. So, what oh, what do you mean?
1: No, that those things help you better appreciate what you already have.
0: Give me examples. Like what's books. on your books? Books.
2: Speaking of, you have a lot of books.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of books. And, and f- you know, it's like f- a book hoarder. I have one shelf of books. What? So, you have I mean, at least a fucking therapy least four. I have I also, a master's degree in creative writing. I'm, I have books. Yes, I, I, I also degree. find a lot of joy well, in
1: stuff in finding the best <sighs> the best way to deal with all of the stuff. Books, for instance, you can donate to the Friends of the Public Library System, and okay. they use the profits from selling your books on Amazon to support the library. Which I really like. Awesome. Um, I also really like to go and take e-waste and styrofoam to Recology because you get to drive through the big empty <laughs> warehouse and they look at you because you're like this like little girl and you're like all dressed and you're like little outfit and then you like drop off all this e-waste and you're like yay the environment and <laughs>
0: um,
1: and oh my god oh my god this one time oh this is a good story okay this is a good story so I went in, so I went into the warehouse at Recology because I was I was dumping off some e-waste and this woman had wait also what's e-waste e-waste all those random cords that you don't know what they actually go to anymore or they were like converting some sort of old USB to a new new USB because Apple likes to change their USBs all the time and their power adapters but so I was taking some e-waste and a client had asked me what you do with styrofoam when you get a big package and you have all this like styrofoam and you can't put it in your recycling bin so you could put it in your in your trash bin but it's just gonna end up in the landfill so
0: okay so what's the story?
1: I'm getting there. Ben, don't fuck Shh, with me. Ben. So I went in there and I was taking the styrofoam out and this guy like hails me down and I thought he was going to like yell at me for putting the styrofoam in the wrong place or something, right? But he shows me the machines that grind all of the styrofoam and make Ooh. them into these really huge blocks and then they take Ooh. these blocks and they make crown molding. What? That's like really easy to install. Molding? It's like the pretty decorative part at the top of the-, the um, More useless shit. Your ceiling where your ceiling meets your wall uh, and, you know, back in the day, it was especially in victorian homes it was all done beautifully with wood and that's gotten a little bit too expensive so now they're taking styrofoam <laughs> and they're making crown molding they make <sighs> picture frames and this guy pulled me over and specifically relayed this information about how great it was that i was dropping the styrofoam off you so see, that they can make that's all of so these fun cool. things and i just thought that was really cool information Wow! Share with your fans. See,
0: see, look at look at the look on Danielle's face, and look at the look on my face. Like I <laughs> don't give a shit about crown molding or the fact well, that you just
1: don't really care about anything.
0: Else I don't care about, you don't,
2: about really really you. don't really like us. You're don't don't like like very much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I don't like you. No, you I just like, can it's, you leave. I just think it's funny that like I just don't. <laughs> Party's
2: like, over. The that thing. is so cool. I mean, well, okay. Think about this. Freaking, you get something in the mail, and it has all those stupid like styrofoam bubbly things. Or yeah, whatnot. yeah. The popcorn. The popcorn things. Oh, so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. What are you gonna do with that that's incredible that that can turn into a picture frame yeah what that's so cool
0: well none of it should exist in the first place in my
2: transformers
0: like i don't think anything should exist really except books except books yeah books are the only books and maybe a couch or two
1: well okay all (laughs) all i'm saying is i'm advocating if i'm gonna make people get rid of stuff I want it to find some place else so, to go besides
2: a land. Do you know <clears> the next step after they make the styrofoam blocks? Like who do they give that to? Where does it go next? Do you know? That's a great question. I, I feel like they probably sell it to these China. different manufacturers. Bit we China. should go on a field trip China next time and yeah. Find out. go ask it. that guy. Let's
0: take, next take, time take, take on the look, microphone. Just tell me what to do. Next time. Field
2: I'm... trip to Recology down <laughs> in
1: Brisbane. Styrofoam. Be there. This... Or be square, like the styrofoam blocks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: cubes <laughs> you know they do this think thing I, where they, I think they take like coke cans and they put trash in them and make buildings out of them
1: mm, no but em- emico which makes the navy chair is pretty close to the coca-cola factory okay. and they were trying to figure out how to be more sustainable in dealing with all of these plastic coke bottles that they were doing mm. and so emico started making uh navy chairs out of the recycled plastic and they make it in coca-cola okay I-,
0: I have a question is it a thing well, with young, saying it in a non creepy way, young attractive women and recycling and e waste and shit? Like, what's is that a thing? Like, what's going on?
1: Doesn't it make you feel bad that it's just sitting in the garbage? It,
0: it does. It it does a little, but but <clears throat> you guys really seem to have like your cockles of your heart are sort of involved with it. Like, it yeah. really.
1: Daniel spoke about report cards and um, my mom sent me to this like weird hippie school in the mountains up in Santa Cruz when I was really young Mm -hmm. and you know they did these like beautiful handwritten report cards telling you oh Jasmine was really good in Spanish she learned how to count to 10 blah 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 and they said in one of my report cards which I was rereading the other day because my mom had saved it said Jasmine is very good at recycling what it's <laughs> ah, ah, amazing what i was like seven That's hilarious. so this is not a new skill this is something that i have had and my my school praised me for my recycling abilities
0: as a is, child danielle yes Sorry, oh, no go ahead your, i just no, got an idea what's your idea
2: with lo- the love of stuff comes great responsibility. So if you love stuff, you have to be aware of how that stuff impacts the environment. I thought you were
0: quoting Spider-Man for a second. But go on. I thought you were quoting Spider-Man. No. Okay.
2: I'm quoting my brain. Okay. Well, I would feel like such a just a consumer kind of gross person if I didn't think about how what makes me happy, how it impacts other people and impacts the planet.
0: Well, I'm glad to know I don't have much responsibility because I don't have I'm not a thing person. You, you know have other
2: I've, responsibility though, because you're a therapist. Yeah.
0: Do you know how often I shop for clothes?
2: Once a year. Twice a year? Once every two years. Yeah. Well, I hope you're making good buying decisions and buying well manufactured pieces yes, that no. can and last not you through two years. To fashion waste.
0: And, Danielle, what do you do?
2: So, I have two jobs. One, I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own vintage jewelry company that my website just launched. It's called Rome, it's an acronym. Four. Four. R, H, and M are the names of women in my family. So my grandmother Ruth, my great-grandmother Helen, and my grandmother March. they are the ones who kind of taught me about jewelry and made me fall in love with jewelry and fashion. And then O is the circle of life of vintage. So it represents the circular economy and bringing new life to pieces from the past. And then E represents the environment and how wearing vintage, buying vintage is good for the environment. So Rome Vintage is my vintage jewelry company. It's kind of in its baby stages, but we're slow and steady building that community. And it's very fun and exciting. It's a dream come true. And then. My other very much full-time job that I'm really passionate about is at The Real Real. The Real Real is a luxury consignment company. I work with consigners who want to sell their items.
0: And vintage was is important because it's kind of has a sense of history, things are well made. What you said fits more than 20 years old and there might be a problem because the stuff that's being made now is crap. So in the year <laughs> 2050, vintage is going to
2: I would think that in the year 2050, the items that are made in 2030 wouldn't They're not going to fall into the same criteria as vintage now or vintage, you know, 10 years ago.
0: So your fascination with clothes came about for a a desire to feel accepted by others? I think that
2: originally it was a coping mechanism, yes. Yeah. um, And why didn't you
0: feel accepted when you were younger?
2: I've always been, I think, just kind of a little different and very excited about things. I think I'm loud. I had a teacher write in my report card in third grade. I think Danielle's a little bit overly excited with the holidays, (laughs) <laughs> um... Huh. And that, that's, that's that has weird. been a running joke in what my family. Bitch. What Yeah. How,
0: this ADHD, get out, the, get out the meds, man. Exactly. Um, this kid needs to be uh, sent away to wilderness right? school.
2: Jeez. So that's kind of been a running joke in my family is that, you know, I'm just excitable and have a lot of thoughts and ideas and feelings. And I'm just kind of a very bulbous person. I'm just kind of big and take up space. And so, yeah, I think clothing, I was always very attracted to the creativity. I have a very creative mind I'm definitely not organized so like that's why Jasmine and I that's why we worked together and then became friends the coping mechanism of wanting to feel accepted and loved plus just my innate gravitation towards creativity and mm-hmm. art blossomed into a love of fashion and my parents are wonderful people and they I don't think that they quite understood my feelings and so I I learned that I could change to make other people happy and that felt really good to me like I I want to say like I don't feel victimized in that way. Like I would say it allowed me to enjoy my experience more because right. it felt good.
0: Uh, Jasmine, do you use what you wear and what you, how you dress to protect yourself? What's your relationship to clothing?
1: I definitely use my clothing to portray myself in a particular way, both when I'm working or socializing. I don't think that I am quite as expressive Mm -hmm. as Danielle is, but (laughs) I really value and really love the things that I do choose to purchase. Feeling like something is made, it's really important to me. And so that as going back onto what Danielle was talking about, about like vintage coming from a place of like craftsmanship as opposed to this kind of mass-produced clothing that's currently going on. That's why I, I really also love to take part in vintage fashion, like things that I've found at my grandmother's house because mm-hmm. I can see that they've been well-made. Mm-hmm. Some of which have been well-made by my grandmother. Oh and, really? Wow! And so they've lasted a lot longer than things that I've bought in you know. A few How do you years feel
0: ago. when you put them on?
1: Um. I feel uh, fancy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You could really feel the time that someone spent in uh, designing that and in crafting it. There's something that feels really special about when someone cares about how they're making something or the, the time that they're spending in crafting that. Do you ever
0: feel your mood shift when you put on a piece of your grandmother's clothing or something like that? Do you ever feel like you change in the moment? Totally. Tell me about that.
1: Well... In December, we went to the ballet, we went and saw the Nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And I had taken quite a bit of clothing from my grandmother's when we were going through her her house the previous year. There was uh, this red velvet dress Mm -hmm. that she had sewed. I don't know if it was for her or for one of my Ants, but I put this red dress on and not only did I instantly feel more ladylike and more festive, but I felt like my family was there with me and it made me feel very, um, Christmassy.
0: (laughs) Maybe loved? Loved. That's awesome. So Danielle, uh, you and I share the same uh, education. You have your master's in counseling psychology. Mm -hmm. Um, and you spoke earlier about morphing as like a coping mechanism so it sounds like she changed her mood but you use clothing to uh,
2: feel accepted feel accepted honestly yeah <laughs> but I love it too it's almost like it was originally a coping mechanism but mm-hmm. then it was a lucky a very lucky coping mechanism that I fell into because I I love it I can't say that it's just the coping mechanism to be accepted because if fashion didn't exist I, I don't know if I would want to be on this earth like it's wow it is such a can you big. talk
0: about that a little bit? That's a really <laughs> intense statement.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know why
0: I'm. Can I, can I? Can I? Before you that, I'm going to say a thing about me. My yeah. wish clothes. Yeah. So I guess we're talking about clothes. This is initially a podcast about things and stuff, but I guess we're talking about fucking clothes, okay. and that's fine yeah. with me. Cool. cool, cool clothes close, cool, clothes. Cool, 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 so cool. clothes. So I was a fat guy. Um, Sorry, I don't no, it's okay. I was, I wore a size 50 pants. This is, these are like thirties or 34s. And I was 50. Amazing. I was around 280 pounds or so, maybe more. So my relationship to clothes is a grim one. Yeah. Uh, because I wear dark colors often because it was, there was slimming and I still wear dark colors. I don't like pants to be even a tiny bit tight. Cause it reminds me of being a kid when pants would stop fitting and you'd feel like it was almost like putting on, putting bailing wire around your waist. You mm-hmm. know, it was awful feeling and people would tease you because they could see all the lumps and you know, it was no fun. Okay. So I awful. hate clothes shopping. I just hate it. I am also actually really fascinated by fashion, even though my relationship to things is, not great i look at clothes i look at, i open the new york times and i look at their fashion week in paris stuff and like i saw this one was a woman going down the aisle with a broom like uh, like a giant broom yeah <laughs> like this couture stuff it's yeah. just wild stuff it's, it's like, art it's I mean, art yeah it's
2: perform i mean it's a combination of what is it physical and performance but
0: art? what i'm saying is that like when i look at clothes on other people mm-hmm. i get a zing like a bam mm. and it hits me in you know, on a lot of levels and i don't really know what's going on because i haven't really examined it but you have um mm-hmm. so you can educate me a little bit about your relationship to clothing and what it does for you and if you could the way she was talking about her grandmother's item if you could talk about specific items sure. or specific outfits and just get into it a little bit
2: sure well first of all it makes perfect sense why you would have a different relationship to clothing when clothing has brought you sadness. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear that, but you look very healthy and happy for you that you've lost the weight and you look strong and yes, all the things. things. Um, (laughs) But I can understand why clothing would be kind of an enemy um, in that way. In terms of... A piece that so here. Why don't I just talk because I'm wearing clothing right now, right? And and so why don't I talk about these shoes? Okay. So what is that shoe? I love these shoes. Describe it. This shoe is it's a boot and it is a tan color. It's monochromatic, which means that every single piece of the shoe is the same color or a similar shade. Uh So the laces. The sole is also the same color as the neck of the shoe, I guess is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. The toe of the shoe, everything is the same color. Um, okay. These make me feel like I'm really cool. They make me feel <laughs> they're just interesting and different enough to stand out, mm-hmm. but accepted. Kinda, I like to push the envelope, but not too much to where I feel uncomfortable. And that's what this shoe represents for me. So okay. this shoe is very much like I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. There's an edge to it, but it's not too far gone that it would alienate someone. And for the record, she does look really cool. She
0: she does. (laughs) Danielle does look
2: cool. And I get a lot of compliments on these. And I I hesitate to tell you where they're from because I'm a recovering fast fashion addict. So Mm -hmm. I used to just really love to buy things for cheap amounts of money. Cheap, I don't like that word, but lower cost. Mm -hmm. And that was contributing not only to terrible waste, fashion waste, but also just clutter in my life and uh-huh. my home and made me feel really yucky.
0: Okay.
2: So about a year and a half or almost two years ago now, I quit fast fashion and I, I, what is fast fashion? What is fast fashion? I don't know what that means. Well,
0: it means like buy that now, like go buy something at Target. It's,
2: it's, it's items that are made to match current trends, but they're made like very quickly with really low quality materials. And you can wear them a few times. And, and then, they then they fall apart. You Give me can an example, throw them in the garbage. Like,
0: like a hat or a...
2: Like Forever 21 okay. uh, is a fast fashion company. A lot of the items that you would buy maybe on Amazon that are made really quickly, gosh, Uh who who knows who's making them. But I think with the invention of different machines and ways to make clothes and items more quickly for a lower cost then fast fashion came about, because I think also it comes from a place of wanting everyone to feel like they can be part of a trend without having to spend the money on
0: couture. So what changed in your... It sounds like you kind of went Marie Kondo. Eh, It sounds
1: like you maybe... Uh, we're working with an organization. I was just going to say.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought so, you met Jasmine. So Jasmine
2: and I met because I was moving and I had hired someone to help me find a new place. And Jasmine, after I chose my new place, I hadn't moved for 12 years. And uh-huh. I just was very overwhelmed with moving and gathering up all my items. So I asked the woman who had helped me and she referred me to Jasmine.
0: Was there a shift in your personality? Did something change in your life that you suddenly, Yeah, I've got too much stuff. I've got I've got to be more. Yeah,
2: there's a specific moment when this happened. May I hear about it? You totally can. Awesome. So (laughs) it was during COVID. So it was kind of like things were reopening, but there were still very a lot of restrictions on what you could do in public or where you could go. And I went to Zara on Post Street in San Francisco where you could shop, but you couldn't try anything on. So the dressing rooms were closed to protect everyone I started to go when they opened and I would just buy a bunch of stuff and try it on at home Mm -hmm. because I couldn't try it on at the store. One day I came to Zara to do a return of 20 items that I had purchased. And it was, I mean, not only physically tiring, but emotionally, it just Mm -hmm. felt really, I don't know, I just, it felt, it was like I had been so set on finding the perfect things and mm-hmm. to make me feel a certain way and to be accepted in a certain way and but just just outside the box a little bit to be unique just to be surrounded by all these things and, and there were multiple items of the same thing. It just felt yucky. I don't know. Something within me just, I think, also like it was painful to carry all those items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I returned them and I looked across the street and there was The Real Real, which is a luxury consignment company that I now work for, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't work for them at the time. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I had no idea that they opened a brick and mortar store in my city. So I walked in and just, I mean, I spent probably four or five hours in there. Really? Um, yeah. All of these items were pre loved and they have criteria that they use. Tell me what
0: the Real Real does again.
2: So, the Real Real is a luxury consignment company. Okay. So, they basically help consigners consign their items. And a consignment is where there's a middle person who is selling the item for you and then each party gets a percentage. So okay. Got it. The company. So, what did you items.
0: see there? That. Oh my gosh! What tell, didn't t- I see? T- tell me about it.
2: Everything there had been pre-loved, or you know, had been purchased from a store and not oh, worn. So right. a lot of things would still have tags on it, things like that. I saw beautiful handbags that you know are very hard to find, unique pieces from the '90s, like runway pieces from Chanel and. And you really Fendi. knew what you were looking
0: at. You understand all that stuff.
2: I, I don't. I didn't though, because I was so. I I came from a family where we always wanted a deal. And so it always felt really good to, in the past to find trendy pieces for really low price.
0: And you just spent four or five hours in there? Did you, and just, it was like a museum for you. I was just
2: going to say, literally you just took the word out of my mouth. Yes, museum of fashion that you could purchase.
0: Wow. And the sense that you could take it home with you must have been just overwhelming. Yes, well,
2: and I just realized- I don't need to buy all this fast fashion. That, What do you do with the fast fashion? There's no life for it after you own it.
1: And furthermore, most of these fast fashion trends are frankly like from, from the past. They're repeated from like the 70s or 80s or 90s yep. or like 2000s. Like if people want to wear the stuff that I wore when I was 12, like that's cool. But yeah, you can so you it. can express that same creativity in using more well-made vintage fashion pieces rather than continuing to perpetuate this whole fast fashion type of thing. And and as somebody that helps people get rid of stuff and helps people go through these closets of mass amounts of these pieces that they have also purchased inexpensively and are not very good quality. And yes, they should be going into the garbage, but like, how do we deal with that in a sustainable way especially like if i'm telling people like you don't need to have all of these things how do we deal with the current situation that we're in based off of this trend of fast fashion and how do we promote people to take that same creativity but to purchase vintage pieces that are also well made and can also express that same creativity and fashion
0: and so this goes into the idea of depth and how like the fast fashion is sort of shallow Mm-hmm. and that has no meaning and in, in is in the actual category that I kind of live in, which is like, none of this means anything. Mm-hmm. Like when you see this, you see the history, you see the love, the acceptance, and there's probably a sense of agency too because you can you can create yourself in those places a little bit. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I think that having the freedom to wear what you want to wear every day and you get to change that every 24 hours or...
0: Drop the mic a little bit.
2: Drop the mic.
0: Just pull it down like a butt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. You're good
2: actually sometimes i wear a couple different outfits a day depending on what activities i'm doing the fact that i can be artistic and create every single day is amazing to me like it brightens me up it makes me feel alive yeah
0: that's really neat yeah I have a hard time like putting on a blazer or anything because I still have some pretty severe body dysmorphia. What do you say to people who have a have a real hard time with their self-perception? Maybe they don't like the color of their skin. Maybe they don't like the way their hair, whatever. Maybe they don't like the fact that their legs are too long or too short or whatever it is. I wonder if a lot of those people have the same problem I do. I have a problem with clothes and putting on clothes and trying clothes and quote unquote looking nice because I feel like I'm not nice looking. And I'm and the thing is, is that putting on clothes and trying new things makes me feel Like I have to think about my body. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to look at it. (laughs) I have to look at it and I have to take things off and kind of, and just feel just terrible about the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I usually wear a lot of like really oversized clothes. Like these pants are way too big, you know, and because I want to, I'm hiding in it, you know, Mm -hmm. A, how do you deal with that? Or B, how would, what would you tell people about fashion and that? I mean- Miss Master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I get into that with my consigners, but I don't spend as much time with them as Jasmine does mm-hmm. with her clients.
0: Your consigners? What does that so mean? So when I
2: say my consigners, basically at the real real, I'm sort of in an, an account executive position. So basically I'm selling the service, but I'm also building relationships with the people who are handing over their items for us to sell on their behalf. But what has, has led me to some success in my role is being empathetic and understanding how items do impact someone's mood and really taking the time to understand where the person, how they feel about their items and how they connect to them and then building that relationship with them. But
0: how does that relate to the body? I guess I'm just curious on your take on the relationship between clothes and what they cover up, you know, or what they hang upon, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like for me, a body is a thing to be covered up in my universe. Mm. It's a thing to be hidden. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like when I see people, like especially when I see somebody who's, you know, by my standards, a little overweight, and they're wearing tight clothes and they're kind of out there, I'm, I feel a sense of revulsion and admiration and jealousy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because uh, uh, someone who's a little plus sized, who oh, there's sirens, who's a little <laughs> plus sized and is just doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. and wears really awesome tight clothes, they don't look overweight. It's weird.
2: They're f- and they're free. Yeah, and they, I mean. From what we can see, right? We have no idea what they're going Whatever, through. Whatever. But I just like,
0: that. I'm just like, this is amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I wanna be you.
2: Gosh. I mean, body image and clothing do go very, very close and they relate to each other. I think, unfortunately, I mean, we live in a very vision focused, like, if I'm thinking about all the senses, like, we live in a very sight focused time. The things that we can absorb with our sense of sight is important to us especially with our phones and screens. And I mean, we're just using our eyeballs all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and constantly receiving information through sight. I have dealt with my own body image issues. I think about talking to someone else about their concerns about their body. I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to help them with that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've done enough work on myself to eliminate that and feel very confident so that I can have an open container for someone else.
0: I I had had no idea you had body issues. It's fascinating.
2: Oh, yeah. I was a competitive rhythmic gymnast for nine years and did ballet and Mm. stuff, and there's a lot of body image stuff.
0: Well, they're brutal in that industry. Brutal. Like, they'll just kick you out of their dance company if you're, like, to a pound over. They definitely will, yes. It's really, really awful. Yes. Um, Thank you for that. Sure. Um, So Jasmine, Danielle indicated that you may have something to say on all this stuff, and I'm not sure why she (laughs)
1: said that. Well, I was listening to this segment on NPR, and this woman was really into trendy fashion. She described herself as being plus-sized, and I... Obviously, couldn't see her because this was the radio. and But she would recreate outfits that she saw on celebrities that she liked. For instance, she saw an outfit that Haley Bieber was wearing and she was like, oh, I really loved this outfit, but I didn't know how to make it for someone of my size. And so she went and did the research, like recreated a bunch of these outfits and posted it on her Instagram. People really praised her because she felt really good wearing the things that she wore, even though she was recreating them into like a more plus sized way. And, you know, she was obviously like tagging where she was purchasing these items and making it so people felt they could be part of trendy celebrity style, regardless of their size. Okay. And I guess in this circumstance, Hayley Bieber wrote her back on Instagram and told her how great she looked. And, you know, it was very uh, body Body empowering. Body body positive body positive, body empowering.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hate Um, that term so much. (laughs) I just can't say that. I mean
1: when you're helping someone organize and helping someone go through all of their items, a lot of times people are holding on to things because of the memories or associations that they have with these particular items. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, like if I lose weight, I'm gonna wear this item again because I really love it. My response back to that is always if you lose lose all this weight are you really going to want to go and put this item back on like is it really worth you holding on to this space in your closet where you have to look at it you have to feel all the feelings of looking at something that you cannot currently fit into and if you do lose this weight aren't you going to want to celebrate that you know
2: purchase something else that like is new and you feel really good in it. That was reminding me of some of the experiences I've had with my clients or consigners. I've had a lot of people say to me, oh yeah, I gained weight during COVID. And so this doesn't fit me anymore. I had a consigner who was telling me about her daughter who has been battling an eating disorder. And sadly, this is very common and a a teenage girl and just breaks my heart. And she was talking about making sure that she was getting her the help that she needs. And she was talking to me about one professional that they were working with who didn't really have a lot of empathy and was just a little bit cold, I guess, is how she was describing it. And then in the same breath, she would speak about her own body as her being fat. Oh, Jesus. And I I I I had to really hold back and saying, you're not asking me for my recommendation, but do not say this around your daughter. Yeah. like the I'm not going to point the finger and blame you, but if your daughter sees you, hears you complaining about your own body, like it's not rocket science that she's going to complain about her body. And, and
0: chances are that her mom's been complaining about her own body her whole life. For and sure. The daughter- and chances are
2: her mom has had her own yeah. disordered eating or eating disorder. So I wished so badly I could hop into my therapist's shoes and be like, Let's all sit down. Have yeah. a conversation. Yeah, have a
0: conversation. <laughs> but
2: that, yeah, that was hard. That to, sounds
0: really hard. Yeah, to sit there and like watch that. Yes, yeah. the the sickness being passed down from mother to daughter, like right. That.
2: And and when the mother so badly wants to help her daughter and just like can't see how she's contributing to to this, yeah. Luckily, I would say, and I don't know if this is because I've gotten older. And so I think one of the great things about aging is that you start to like yourself more or you start to not care as much about what other people think. And that has been a blessing. I love that aspect of getting older. I don't know if this coincides with me getting older, but I also just see that term body positivity, people just embracing their bodies and kind of sharing it with the world. And so I think the beauty standards are shifting in that.
0: How do you think they're shifting?
2: I think it's a combination of what I'm seeing expressed in the media as well as me aging. Okay. So because I'm aging and starting to love myself more and seeing myself more as a full holistic human as opposed to just a woman who has a nice body and a face. But I, I see that society, we are trying uh-huh. to get to a place where acceptance of different shapes and sizes is is happening.
0: Uh, Jasmine, what's your relationship to beauty?
2: Um, As I stuff my face with cheese. Uh, yeah. But
0: both of these people are very attractive humans.
2: Thanks.
1: I mean, I think that...
2: It's hard to say that
0: you creepy, isn't it? No, you
1: Always. don't sound creepy. Okay. <laughs> people always have things that they dislike about their own bodies and I'm a very small person. I'm very petite. You are. That can also lead to a lot of challenges when
0: you're fun-sized.
1: I'm I'm fun-sized like when you go trick or treating. Um you get me. And um <laughs> <laughs> and I probably taste like chocolate too because I eat so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard for me too. People are like, "Oh, but you're like so skinny, you're so small." And I'm like, "Yeah, but there's a lot of clothes that are made for tall, skinny girls, and I'm not tall. And so it's really hard when I go into a dressing room and I'm trying stuff on and nothing is, like, fitting me either because I'm more petite than what they are classifying as normal or average. So that can that can be challenging, too. We can't all be Danielle.
0: No, oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <does>. So, um... <laughs> I guess I have another question about uh, uh, Thank you. that's very uh, uh, power and privilege, I suppose. So when I was a fat guy, you know, we were, you were talking about acceptance earlier. I didn't, mm-hmm. and I lost a bunch of weight.
2: May I ask you a question? Yeah. What made you lose the weight? What was the motivation?
0: I was tired of being fat and being treated like garbage.
2: Okay. So it was for acceptance. 1000%. Wow. Ugh. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. Oh. You can react however you want. It's about a, I lost about a hundred pounds.
2: Amazing. What I'm reacting to is more that you felt unaccepted.
0: Well, it gets even more fun. Part of it is cause I didn't, I don't have fantastic social skills. I'm So I'm an introvert, don't understand the world of things and stuff. I invited you guys in today cause that's cool. And um, as, an <laughs> intro- as this particular introvert, um, cool? I wasn't very good at reaching out to people. So being someone with poor social skills and introverted uh, and overweight, you're a massive target, mm-hmm. literally. But when, you lo- when I lost weight, you get looked at more on the street by men and women equally. People make eye contact with you longer. If you ask a question of somebody, a stranger, you get a more complete answer. They're just people smile at you more. It is night and day. It's not an exaggeration. It's not a joke. It's real. And uh, it sucks. I I was talking at one point about how persona is a it's it's important to have a persona that works that functions in the world that so you can, you know, wear the suit, do the thing. And I was that's what I was developing, I suppose. One of the things that really impresses me and I think with, with men, it doesn't take as much for us to get to the point of being socially acceptable. I think women have it harder. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons I've said kind of jokingly that like, you know, men pay for the date because women puts y'all put so much effort into what you wear, your makeup, everything, your hair. It's just extraordinary how much work. I don't think men realize how much work women put into the way they look. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And, and, you know, I know you enjoy it, but what it is amazing to watch is the amount of power that a woman can have. And it's not just the way she looks, it's the way she's moving, it's the way she's talking, it's a lot of stuff. But it is still really, really extraordinary to watch a woman who's all decked out and in her power walk into a room and watch the energy of the room just go upside down because this person's walked in. It's incredible to me. In my opinion, there's there's really nothing more powerful than a well-put-together woman in my experience nothing i don't think anything comes close to it in this on this world
2: when you say well put together do you mean like according to standards set by society that's or, a complicated culture question like- I,
0: I think probably that it's not just oh i'm wearing the latest fashion trend mm-hmm. and oh I, I have a perfect body it, it's also the way the confidence mm-hmm. there's a certain it just there's something about a woman that is in her power in that way that we've been talking about Floors me. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if you feel it. Think about like when you're out Mm -hmm. and there's like some guy who's like busting a table and he's like five foot two. He's just sort of lowbrow and no one's paying attention to him. There's a lot of invisible people in the world. Just folks who are not, they're just kind of in the background, right? I was one of those people. Mm -hmm. I kind of still am in a lot of ways. And I don't mean to say, oh, you're so privileged. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do you feel the difference in the power? Like for instance, when you don't dress up as much or you have a friend who maybe isn't quite. On the level, or you're in a room. Like, do do you feel all that stuff? Do you feel? did you just
1: point at me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so rude, Ben.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm rude person.
2: Um, Jasmine comes into her power all the time, so yes. And, and Ben thinks that, so he was not pointing uh, at. Her. I, I, <laughs> I I think that
1: Ben that goes back to putting something on can really have a really huge impact on your mood, and so when you go out into the world wearing this thing that like makes you feel a certain way and feel good that is obviously affecting the
2: energy and the impact it has in the space i think for me specifically when i feel most powerful is when I like what I'm wearing. I think I mentioned this for my birthday. Jasmine was there. I had a couple of friends. My mom was in town. So, and what were you wearing? I was wearing a vintage Chanel red and white striped button up shirt with a vintage Celine kind of jumper over it, a dress. It took me a little while to pick out that outfit, mm-hmm. and I was late to mm-hmm. my birthday dinner. And I explained to my wonderful <laughs> friends who were patiently waiting for me that finding the right outfit and feeling really good going somewhere can change how I experience that activity. I think that's one on my naughty list. If I were to say like with my, my therapist, the things that I don't think are good about me, like one of those things is being very neurotic about what I wear and thus it impacts other people. Right, I'm late. Yeah. Like if I don't like what I'm wearing, I'm going to be late and that impacts someone else and I don't like that I love people and I don't you know want my neuroses to impact their experience okay but I think I've gotten off on a tangent to answer your question when i when I feel my most powerful is when it's a combination of liking what I've put together and put on my body and how I look from head to toe it's not only like what I like but is what I've said about like is accepted um so it's on trend, accepted in the fashion community, and then Also, I feel really good in it because there are trends that I don't feel good in. So it's not just me aligning with the trend and just copying a trend.
0: But what does power feel like? Like, how do you know that you're walking into? Do you see the little signs of the attention that you get, maybe say, from men? Or what do you do with that? I know from my own experience, it's really not gender specific, like you'd think it would be. But I mean, men just are men, but it's like it seems to be everybody that responds equally to this type of thing. Like, what do you see happening? Do you get like service faster at a restaurant? Like, you know what I'm saying?
2: I'm kind of oblivious, so I don't know if oh, okay. just <laughs> nice, I'll be able to see. Out. I also just work on my own self-love, so I don't always think that I'm getting...
0: I'm just curious.
2: But no, I know. It's great. I, it's hard for me to answer just because it's... Well, I think We don't you... realize we're getting special treatment. Yeah.
0: Okay. So do you ever see that you get special treatment?
1: I think I noticed that I get special treatment when people point out that I get special treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, but you're pretty, so that's why you get that. And I was like, oh, well, that's... I didn't, I didn't... it's a it's a it's a
0: mixture of things it's like being pretty it's uh you know women are treated differently than men you're also nice you make eye contact you treat people decently so there's that Mm -hmm. too so it's not just you're just pretty uh another
1: zinger from ben he points at me. He tells me I'm not pretty. No, no.
2: <laughs> it's not Jeez. just that you're pretty.
0: Like, well, anyway, like, like one of the jokes just I like kidding. to tell is that the, the single uh, most power, the single most powerful thing in the universe is a is a young, single, attractive woman in San Francisco. Well they could harness that. They could power the word Earth for a millennia. Maybe I'll cut that joke. <laughs> 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 so But we
1: wanna we wanna be praise not just because we come into a space looking good mm-hmm. and feeling a certain way because of what we are wearing, but we want to impact the room because we walk in and they're like, oh man, these women are clearly business owners
0: <laughs> 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 That's that fun.
1: entrepreneurs woman, that woman looks like she owns a own business.
0: Danielle, she's gonna take over the world. I can and she's killing it. feel it. <laughs> I can like the first time I met Danielle, I was so floored by you. Like this person is funny and got an IQ of a trillion. Like what's going what? on? here like Jasmine, where'd you get this human? I know. Isn't it scary? She's a special. She's person. intimidating, isn't oh, she? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't know, do you? Shoot. I'm gonna. Can I pause on that for a second? Do you not know that about yourself? No. I don't mean to blow smoke on you. No. No. Okay. So Danielle,
2: uh, <laughs> he's not actually smoking. You're not actually smoking. I'm actually
0: smoking. So, Danielle, I mean you, you're a really high octane human being. Ooh. You your presence when you come into a room, I feel it immediately. You kind of come in and you you have these sort of energetic tentacles that kind of go out and grab everyone in the room and kind of like and tentacles. kind of it's like not tentacles but like yeah, no, like like feathers almost and you're just like Ooh, like feathers. oh, Danielle's yeah, here like and and we're and <laughs> you you engage everybody and what I like about you is you treat everybody the same. Okay. You treat everybody yeah. the same. You are polite and kind and witty to all the people and it's Thank you. wonderful. and I and you're funny as fuck especially after a few drinks which (laughs) anyway I'm partially saying that because my next question is do the two of you ever feel missed like people are only looking at you because that you're a young woman or because you're dressed in a certain way do you ever feel like people don't see the real the real real the real you (laughs) like the first time I met you I was kind of intimidated by you because Mm -hmm. you had all these cool clothes and I fucked up your purse and I was like oh god and I (laughs) I, you know I was just like feeling oh fuck this person probably thinks I'm a fucking idiot like look at what she's look at all the the metal she has on and all, all the matched. metal you had all this metal stuff on it was like the purse matched your buckles on your shoes and it was like brass and and cubic sarconia everywhere and i just i was i was in a those are uh, real diamonds it was a really uh, intense ex- and i was just like oh it's, high this and low. Is, i was like oh it's one of these women and i don't know what to do right now and it took me a few <laughs> times of so hanging funny. out with you to like see this sort of I'm not saying I thought you were shallow. It's just to see through that veneer of power, really. Mm. Anyway, today you're being vulnerable, talking about acceptance and how, you know, all this stuff and which I really appreciate. So do you feel seen by people?
2: Um, No, because I don't feel seen by myself yet. Oh, I've been working really hard on accepting myself, the things that I don't like about myself and sort of loving myself for those things. I think most people that meet me, have a different idea of what you're saying, like mm-hmm. who I am when they first meet me versus when they get to know me. And then they see me be vulnerable. And maybe I share that my feelings were hurt by something or I feel sad or I don't blame anyone for not seeing me because I don't feel comfortable sharing all the time like who mm-hmm. I, I truly am. And mm-hmm. and I do think that I'm still discovering that.
0: What have you discovered about yourself? Who is Danielle?
2: Um, she's complex, really wants to be accepted and seen but doesn't always communicate that in a way that's tactful or you know successful in in mm-hmm. getting that message across. She is someone who gets very excited about things and very insecure Working on that. I have a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know people. I want to understand their feelings.
0: Would you say you have a thirsty mind for new ideas and new things? Yeah. Also, I feel like there's a paradox here because you want to be accepted and you wear all this stuff mm-hmm. that also keeps people at arm's length. Right. I don't know. I think it might I, just be my own shit. No, no. Ollie, I think I
2: out. I think I am trying to understand trust. I like to blindly trust people but i feel like sometimes i've become
0: this dog <laughs> keep going
2: i think i've become a a doormat sometimes or i give with maybe hoping for something similar in like oh i see you know treat others how you want to be treated type of thing.
0: So you give a lot and you don't always get back. And so right. that, that scares you a little that bit. That scares me. Because you're, you're a very loving person and it, you have a lot of wants in yeah. the world. Yes. I, That's what it is. And it hurt,
2: and it scares me because yeah. then I start to question myself, Oh, am I doing this for myself That's or am I doing is. it for others? And then I don't get it. And then I get angry.
0: Jasmine, this is what it is about her. She's a giver. You're a giver.
2: She's one of the... Oh, gosh.
1: She's one of the... It's my birthday? Best. Yes. She really like good at being a friend and like totally when I first met her I was like oh my god she's like this beautiful fairy princess and you just oh like gosh. you want to be her but like you also just like want to touch her and see if she's real touch but then her. but then she's real we, let's touch but then her we, touch her but then mm. we spend
0: touch touch danielle right now
1: but then we spend five <laughs> hours permission then we spend five hours eating every single thing on the menu and laughing hysterically to okay. the point of crying and um
0: <laughs> sorry. here's a question so jasmine <laughs> Oh, thank, so that, thank you
1: by the way and um <laughs> that feels so nice. and she calls you when when you're sad and makes sure that you're okay
0: so do you feel seen now
2: yeah I feel very seen right now how does it feel to feel seen it feels really good i, I she doesn't believe me no, yeah I she. believe <laughs> it I just but then I'm like okay I have to make sure then I just want to make sure that that's true like I
0: want to make sure that I, I, I no. We're keeping the dog away from the cheese. Yeah. For those of you wondering why her voice,
2: You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm genuine and, and, and reflect and be like, okay, when I did this action, when I call Jasmine to see how she's feeling, like, am I open to receiving what it is that she's feeling? You know, is it just a gesture or am I really, truly, deeply? I mean, I'm I'm certain that, it, that it's true and deep.
0: And like with clothes, you can kind of monitor that and say, well, it's this much. I'm getting this much and this is real.
2: Yeah, I mean it's tangible. <laughs>
0: so Jasmine, who are you beneath your pretty little veneer?
2: She's very cute. Um, but way more than
0: just cute. Way more than cute. But I
1: don't I don't know I don't know how to answer that question, Ben.
0: Um, <laughs> can what, I have
1: a more specific question? What kind of person are you? What kind of person am I?
0: Yeah, like do you ever want to feel seen by people? Do you ever want people to see who the real Jasmine is underneath all that?
1: Yeah, but I feel like I'm less worried about coming across as like weird or strange or or different. Like Uh I'm okay with that. I feel like I go and I embrace that and I try to pull people in to like join me in that.
0: What's weird about you?
1: For instance, like I I make really dry jokes and then I stare at people.
0: That's right, you do (laughs) that. And
1: and then I see if they know if I'm joking or not.
0: And it takes a minute, I'm like, what's going on? Am I about to get stabbed?
1: you still might because
0: ja- actually when i first
1: next time on
0: look <laughs> <Next> time. <laughs> just tell me what to do <laughs> the movie. mystery of bed where beast. did he go um so, like, <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember andy would actually coach me on how to deal with you because i was like does she not like me he's like no man she's just that's her sense of humor like like you will say something really flat and kind of dry and kind of a little a little mean and then you just sort of walk out the room like it was nothing, like, whoa. Yeah, I, I had s- to learn
2: that too because I'm a sensitive Sally. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And,
1: and I do feel bad about it sometimes. No, don't. Like because I it's- don't men, it, because I don't know. actually- no, your intentions totally are good. Like, it's totally not meant it's to be not, malicious at no, all. No, their intentions are good. Just not expected, like
0: you're this well, well-dressed, well pretty little white girl. And it's like, <laughs> what is this? who is this monster that- <laughs> <laughs> like, what's and going why attacking on? why attacking me? It's just like, <laughs> stop it. Words. Hit your teeth out of me, you weird little <laughs> small pit bull, blonde cute thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it brings me joy. Oh, good. <laughs> it <Wow>. sparks joy.
0: <laughs> it sparks joy. That's the Marie Kondo statement, right? Mm. Does it spark joy? If it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it.
1: And That's it,
2: why she's
0: not getting rid of it. In a sustainable way.
2: In a sustainable way. Right, I just want to say, yeah. Yeah. you guys said some really nice things about me and that was that was awesome. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um I wanna say nice things
0: about you. So we've been talking about clothes and all these mm-hmm. things and we've been sort of peeling away the onion. Yeah. And it was very clear that you needed it. Yeah. If you if that's what you need, then you should have it. Interesting. Because I appreciate you.
2: So then would that mean like someone who needs it should receive it, someone who doesn't need it doesn't receive it?
0: Um someone who doesn't need it won't pull for it, but you pull for it in a really complicated way.
2: Oh, shit. Does that mean I'm like no, fishing for compliments?
0: not at all. It just <laughs> it just means that you're a complex, interesting human being okay. who's trying to get her needs met just like everybody else. Fair. <laughs> That's all we're it all means. We're all just
2: trying to get our needs met.
0: We're all, we're all trying to get love in different ways. Totally. And what, like one of the ways that Jasmine gets love is that she, she stabs people in the heart and, <laughs> and rips it out of their chest and eats it.
2: What? <laughs> Or do I? For the record, I've never experienced that. Not yet.
0: Yeah. You notice how she's been feeding you all that cornmeal lately? She's getting you ready, like a, like a, like a, you know how cornmeal. they cornmeal. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how the our go. Like I made thing. her
1: braised short ribs. Ah. And I actually,
0: like gourmet
2: meals. She's an incredible fattening cook. Fattening her up
0: for the incredible slaughter. cook. Yeah, she really is a good cook. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things and objects, I'll divert a little bit from the whole clothing bit. I remember Andy was having a birthday and you were really late. I have a picture of you walking down the street with fucking balloons and cakes and flowers and you're pulling like some fucking whole thing full of beer and it was it, a wagon It was a wagon
2: A wagon of beer
0: You're you're like the party g- girl aren't you Jasmine
2: You're a great planner um, I like I like to
1: bring people together to enjoy All the things.
0: (laughs) What do you suppose that's about? I mean, I know that's not an unnatural thing. It's like, it's perfectly normal for someone to want those things. But you're pretty aggressive about, hey, we're having this party. We're doing this thing. And you get all the objects. You go out and you buy cheese and we were so we were talking earlier about how Jasmine's a, a very professional she's like a che- cheese it person she's a cheese a, it she's it, a cheese <laughs> one time, person one
1: time Ben said that he would hire me when he's really rich to travel the world and collect cheese
2: for him and bring it oh, back and amazing. I said that that was my dream job yeah what is it like a fromage?
0: it's like a it's like a, you're like Move a cheesemonger it's like you're a you're an executive assistant cheesemonger cheese cheese um so <laughs> i don't
2: uh, like that word you know monger monger, monger yeah, yeah like
0: fishmonger like cheesemonger monger. Monger somebody it's like a a seller of those things anyway but you'd be a buyer but um so and you get all the stuff together like you bring out the charcuterie and you have the thing and you set the table just right and you're i feel like you transform the whole space i know you're an interior designer and you 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 transform your and andy's entire place and all of a sudden i walk out and it's like what happened so what is it with you and parties and shit
1: (laughs) I don't even feel like I'm like a very good party planner. Like I feel like nobody comes to my parties, but
2: I ju- I, I don't know. I just really love food.
0: No, it's more than that. It's it's the environment too. You. It so you, sounds
2: like your two I, main senses are sight and
1: taste. I don't know. I mean, I just I get excited at the grocery store. And then <laughs> I like, I, like, I'm not even really like setting the table for you. Really? It's, it's not, not. It's not I'm for really you. Setting it For me. But I just why? it's not
0: about eating the cheese, though, is it? No,
1: no. I really I want to eat the cheese. But then I've like, overextended myself to the point that I'm like, in the kitchen eating while I'm cooking because I got overly excited at the grocery store. I got overly excited on Pinterest, like picking out recipes. And then I got everybody there. And then I realized that I I like overextended myself in what I can feasibly do. And then I, I missed the cheese plate and then I'm drinking the wine. And then they're like, they're like, Jasmine, why are you like a little a little lush? And I'm like, <laughs> were
0: you were you like a party planner growing up? No. When did this no, start? No. And, and
1: frankly, it was like no one would come to my birthday because Aww. everybody was out of town because my birthday is like oh, right yeah. in between. Do you
0: think maybe that's why you do it up so much? Because you missed out on all that? No one came to your birthday's?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, they yes. weren't there. It wasn't their fault. But it
0: doesn't matter. That's not nice. When is your
1: birthday, Jasmine? Yeah. When is Tell your birthday? Them. It's December thirtieth. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's tough. Capra crazy. So, you know? so
0: next year we have to do a really huge birthday party for her. To... Well,
1: well, no, we no, we have we have
2: been doing fun activities for okay. my for my birthdays. But right, right. we could do a party party
0: party party. Yeah. This year,
2: we were trying to maybe do a party party, but the weather was insane, and I got stuck in Idaho. But I did exactly what I wanted to do on my birthday. I, I
1: had Ollie, and I drank wine, and I ate cheese, and <laughs> I, we went and got some Spanish tapas, which was, again, more cheese.
0: So, guys, uh, I just have one question before we go. You know how much I love things, and more than my love of things is my love of clothing, which... Holds a special place in my heart. So I want to ask you a quick question about shopping. So I go to Banner Republic. Is that okay? No, she doesn't like Banner Republic. I think that She doesn't like it. Oh, that was a smile. That was I like, no. I, it's on her list. That's on her naughty list. I think that Gap not has purchase. good jeans. Uh, All right, genes. listen, listen, next time. I
2: think the Gap has good jeans.
0: <laughs> listen, next time, can can we do a thing? Like, if you want, maybe one of you could take me shopping and we'll record it. And you will tell me, like, what to, to buy and and... I
1: uh,
2: think we want to go together. Yeah, the three of us. Yeah, sure. That would be funny.
0: Next time on Look, Just Tell Me What To Do.
2: Look, Just Tell Me What To Buy.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Why don't you start a podcast called that?
2: (laughs) I don't have time right now.
0: (laughs) Look, Just Tell Me What To Buy? That's brilliant. God, you're fucking smart. All right.
2: You came up with the name.
0: I just switched the word. But that's a really better it's better look just telling you what to buy i'm gonna change it. i'm gonna name this episode look just telling you what to buy i love it <laughs> it's really smart listen i gotta go so anyway jasmine morgan thank you so much you are i really you are a fabulous human being and, she is
1: fabulous. and also please make me sound really smart
0: I, I'm a master editor. Yeah. And
2: Because uh, <laughs> my mom will be sad if I don't sound intelligent. <laughs> you could literally put words in your mouth. Not quite. Well, if you're the editor
1: that you are that's saying ma- you are. If you need me to a send any editor. voice recordings of me saying any specific words, let me
2: know.
0: We can do that. You know where I live. And uh, Danielle, <coughs> what's your last name? Dixon. Danielle Dixon, that's right. D-I-X. Danielle Dixon, DD. Is there anything else that you guys want to add, like a, a plug for your website? anything like that your business do you want to like spell it out or do you want me to just session such touch www blah, blah 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 do you want to do that
2: www dot r-h-o-m-e vintage spelled like vintage <laughs> dot com that's
0: hilarious. okay so that's that's your business thank you so much for coming in it was a real privilege
2: thank you so much for having us this all right guys fun okay right. bye bye, bye.
0: Thank you for listening. Should you have any questions or wish to be a guest on my show, please email me at benjaminrussick at gmail.com. All relevant information regarding our two amazing guests will be available in the program notes. Thanks again and tune in next time. Okay. All right. I wonder if I can export this. All right.
2: Is your computer and Apple computer?
0: Yeah. All right. Two Walgreens. You know where it is. To Walgreens, because Walgreens I was an idiot.
1: It's on, what, Turkin?
0: No. Turkin? Divisadero. So just take a left. Divisadero lef- what? Uh, you know it's on like O'Farrell. Okay. So just take a left and then take a right. You're going to put it in here? No, I'm going to hold it in my hand because I'm such a fucking neurotic piece. Of, I'm such a Jew. Okay. <clears throat> batteries. I'm going to get so many batteries. Is it? There should be like a name for that, word for that when phones, but airplane mode just for no reason. Yeah.
1: So, are we going to talk about what we're doing right
0: now? Oh, yeah. We're going to Walgreens to get batteries. Um, And this is a voice memo. So, this this recording is going to sound terrible, but I think I'm going to use it in some kind of weird way.
2: Yeah. Whose idea was it?
0: To record the thing, it was Jasmine's idea. No, Jas- no, it was your idea. It was Daniel's idea. <laughs> it was Danielle's
2: idea. daniel's I don't. Thanks so much. I'm an only child. I love words of affirmation. Thank you very much. You know, it's sort of just like a fun little. It's like a fun little field trip. It's like real life. It is. Yeah, it is. This is
0: what's Are you up to taking breaking the law, and taking a left hand turn? I think
1: I can try. Okay. Andy, oh. tell Andy because he'll be like really proud. Yeah. I, like broke the law. Yeah. He like really loves it
0: when I do that. I, I like it too.
1: Yeah. Like. There's this (coughs) exit off of the the freeway at Debose, and there's two lanes and the left lane goes on to division and… I'll be
0: right um, out. Just pull over. Um,
1: And Andy always tells me to go on the other lane and then like scoot over at the very last second when the light turns green. Okay. And I'm always like terrified to do it, but like, you know, I did it once.
0: Okay. This is the sketchiest parking lot. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I know. I'm not going to wait in here. I'm just going to turn around.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Terrible things happen in this parking lot. Yes. I've seen them okay. Bye. double okay. Uh, uh, A batteries, sure. Double A. I have double A on sale right now. The films are not really a good deal because I know to buy two. Let me just get the but dirt. This one is only one twenty dollar and sixteen. Of them. Okay, double A or two more. Double. Double. Go ahead and put in your number. Pull the cut out first. Let me update your information so you can use your point. What is the last? I, thing? I don't need to do all that. I need to go. It won't be long. I, I, I gotta go. Are there. you sure? Yes.
2: Oh, okay, I'm so sorry. Man.
0: Right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Fucking Christ. So I'll, I'll give away his- friendly checkers. Let's talk about that. Like overly friendly checkers. You just want to help every little fucking thing and make everything slow and make you want to But on a positive note,
1: Walgreens is doing it just for your happiness and enjoyment, not because they're
0: trying to <laughs> get it. To- straight, 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 straight. You
1: know? What? Well, you know, like if you if you're like at a coffee shop, like if if the barista's like being nice to you, or like the woman at the cashier register is being nice to you, you're like, oh, I gotta like give her a tip and like, oh man, the only option is um like a twenty percent tip and I only pay twenty percent tip on my coffee. But like if it's somebody at Walgreens, then um there's no there's no um there's like no tipping. So like they're just doing it out of the kindness of their heart, like being super nice. You
0: know? No, they're sucking my life's blood from me because they want to interact because they... they, they... You're
1: such an introvert. But, like, that's, like, a really hard... <laughs> But that's yes. like a really hard, ho- like. to yes. Have to like sit there all day and like talk to people uh, and then like I have everyone just I, be an I know, asshole. But like,
0: I, I get that and and I and I empathize and sympathize a little bit. <laughs>
2: it, would be, it would be such it would be such a long day. It,
0: it would be a long if day like,
2: if well if everybody that came in was you. Yeah. It would just be well they're be, required to be nice like really long they're probably told by their
0: managers. No, they are. I mean, Trader Joe's is the worst you know like they're like profession- they're, the nicest, they're the nicest ones and they're usually really intelligent which makes me feel bad because they're like really quality people it just it's just sad the whole thing is sad you know
1: i just love it when they open up bags and they're like you want to try this and i'm like yeah
0: open up bags
1: yeah like if you've never mm-hmm. tried anything at trader joe's before you can just open it up while you're there and uh-huh. and sample it and they really like advocate for that. Really, like, I've had somebody come and they were, I was like, "Oh, have you ever tried this before? Like, it's new. Like, I, I it, it looks good." And they're like, "Oh, well, here, let's just open it up." And then I was like, "Okay." And then, and then I was like, "Oh, I can like take that one since you already opened it for me." And they're like, "No, no, grab a new one. Like, we'll just put this in the back, and all the employees will eat it." And I was
0: like, "Oh, okay." we
1: will do it for beer too.
0: They'll let you drink a beer. <laughs> You're kidding me.
1: <laughs>
2: no.
0: I think you're lying. <laughs> no. Danielle? What? Is this true what she's saying?
2: I don't know. I don't grocery shop. I'm going to
0: ask <laughs> Andy. You don't grocery shop? Don't what do you? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> what do you mean you don't grocery shop? Um. Do you just eat out every night because you're so fucking special? What's going no, on? I, oh, whoa. No, I don't
2: feel special. I actually wish
0: I so grocery shop. Do, well, how do you get food then?
2: <laughs> I order DoorDash.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I usually have leftovers and so then I just like mm-hmm. you also use that great um, like this I used
0: to but um. the then I wasn't happy then I wasn't yeah yes you are I promise so that only took nine <laughs> minutes that was pretty impressive
2: I hope you got the right size battery
0: fuck you how about that?
2: What if the battery not was pulse? And they just like came from the factory?
0: Then we're doing a, a really long voice memo. Oh, there's your cheese.
2: Oh, oh I was just, just reading. Like, is, is that a donkey cheese?
0: Jesus, I think this like, might be I'm broken. Try this. Okay. Ah. Why is this Don't even worry about it,
2: We're like, we're fine.
0: Please work. Please function. Oh. Please work. Please oh, work. You
1: have your cheese. This is your cheese. Please work. It's Himalayan cheese. Oh, thank God.
0: <clears throat> oh thank God. Jesus Christ. You're seeing a Jew at his worst.
1: <laughs> oh, I love Jews.
0: Do you? Yep. What do you Gosh,
1: I was uh, Especially
2: uh, ash. Asher, the Ashkenazi. 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 Uh, that would be so me. They're the most beautiful people. And
0: they're the smartest ones.
2: Mm-hmm. Most beautiful. They are the chosen ones.
0: Supposedly the best lovers, but I don't know if that's true or not. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know?
2: I mean... Oh, spicy! Yeah, yeah. I know, it's spicy.
0: I have uh, other crackers, too. Hold on. If you want to really go crazy, you can put goat cheese on the dates. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Whoa. There's some horse chocolate, which you should have. Mm. Look at the
2: spread. All right. I, I I just bought one of these, too, but I don't I don't have any more of it left.